You listen to Four of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Then I realm of the Amen. Host, John Tom. And hello, everyone, and welcome once again to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. We are coming to you from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me as always is Mr. Christopher Stolley. Sorry I didn't have a uh, funny, quippy little thing to save to you today, but, you know, crap happens. Uh, Anyway, Chris, how are you today? I am fine, and I will tell you what, in honor of the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace, if Yoda would have worn boxers instead of briefs, his midichlorian count would have been higher than Anakin's. This is true. This is true. <laughs> also joining us today is, uh, you can hear him not only right here at Realm of the Mist on Realm of the Mist podcast, you can also hear him on his own show, Star Wars Canon Podcast, which has recently been named one of the 25 best Star Wars podcasts on the interwebs. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Miller. Do you guys smell toast? I smell toast. I, yeah. Is, 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 that a, is that a bad thing? I don't know. I took a shower today. I, I sm- oh, uh-huh. no, I didn't. Whoa. Might be having a stroke. So if, oh, if, I, if yeah. you see one side of my face kind of melt during this podcast, don't think anything of it. I'm just wondering mm-hmm. how many midichlorians you swallowed to get on the top 25 list. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Oh. I don't swallow any midichlorians, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can prove at least once that I've had sex in my life. There you go. <laughs> Good way to start the show. I know. Hey, right? go. You gotta love it. Yeah. Um, well, this week we actually have some news to talk about. Uh, first of all is in a recent interview, I, Oscar Isaac pretty much confirmed what I think we all kind of knew is that the Skywalker saga will come to a definite end at episode nine. I mean, did this really surprise anybody? Is this like a big revelation that the Skywalker saga is coming to an end? What I caught of the uh, article isn't so much that it's going to end, which is not a surprise, that it's a permanent end. Mm. That I really always thought that there would be a back door for bringing back the Skywalkers if, like, they screw up with anything or or whatever the case may be. That they, you know, have a fail-safe, I guess you could kind of call it. (coughs) Somewhere down the line, generations down the line, another Skywalker emerges or something. But from... The yeah. way he put it is it's not only the end of the Skywalker saga, it is the permanent end of the Skywalkers. Mm. Which kind of, yeah. in a sense, kind of tells you that uh, one, Ray's not a Skywalker, and two, kind of tells you that Ben's dying. Mm. Ben's out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, no, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they... How, first of all, how they do it, and you know what's what will the fans' reaction be? Um, oh, I can tell you right now what the fans' reaction is going to be. Are they going to be pissed? It's take take Last Jedi and multiply it exponentially. Yeah, that's going to be it, and, and, and they're going to be like, "How can they do that? We didn't know this was going to." They've been announcing this is the last Skywalker film for how many years now? Yeah, that this was going to be the, the this was it, right? So, mm-hmm. like Chris said, that means Ray's not a Skywalker, or if she is, she's going out with Kylo. They're both yeah. going out, yeah. uh, and and that's that's and and we know Leia's going to bite it 
no, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. We already know that's going to happen in this film. Rest in so, peace. Yeah, I didn't mean to actually say <laughs> that disrespectfully. I didn't mean it that callously. But no. but Leia's Leia's a goner. Yeah. You know, and 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 and, uh, and if Ray's a Skywalker, she's a goner, and we know Ben's going to be a goner. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know why this is going to be the end of the episodic films with no Skywalkers? Because if it wasn't for the Skywalkers, there'd be nothing interesting happening in the galaxy right now. Think about mm-hmm. uh, the Skywalkers were so pivotal to the galaxy at the time, whether mm-hmm. it be Anakin or Anakin as Vader or Luke or, you know, Ben, everybody had a major role to play in all those conflicts that were going on. Mm. And without the Skywalkers, would any of it have happened? Mm. So yeah. the it's Ryan Johnson, true. so the Ryan Johnson trilogy is going to be what an intergalactic flea market. It, that's why that's why they're introducing new characters to us. You know, outside yeah. of what we already know, I don't. Yeah, now after episode nine, if Ryan Johnson's trilogy is coming out, and and I, I think we're pretty much agreed that Benioff and Weiss are going to have Old Republic. Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much. I, we're going to get introduced to a new set of characters in there, where if it wasn't for them, this shit wouldn't happen, right? In Old Republic, but I think for different time periods and different eras and different locations in the galaxy, you don't necessarily have to have the overall galactic civil war or the clone wars or anything like that. Tell little stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell stuff that happened during those conflicts. There were trillions of citizens out there in the galaxy while all this stuff's going on that I'd like to know their stories too. Well, yeah. the, the thing with the, the thing with the Ryan Johnson thing is that we know it's not even supposed to take place in the star Wars galaxy. You know, the the initial galaxy that everything has taken place in all stories that we've known thus far. Mm. Okay, so I'm give me another uh, galactic scale war or something like that going on somewhere else. You know, I don't think I would take a small film from him, a small Mm. conflict from him, because it's a whole new galaxy. Give me a real conflict. But I. I don't envy Benioff and Weiss because if I have to correct you, if Benioff and Weiss are doing Old Republic, which we all agree, like you don't hire the guys from Game of Thrones and not right. do Old Republic. Yeah. yeah, it's not that we're not going to have recognizable <clears throat> characters because you think fans are in an uproar over Last Jedi. Let them do an Old Republic without Revan. Let them do it. Mm. Watch what happens you want, if you don't put. You Revan want to talk in about there. people being pissed at Last Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you split a fan base. You know at least Revan and, and uh, Malik will show up in, in Benioff and Weiss Old Republic. Now, whether we get Bastille or 8K or anything of those characters, who knows? Oh but but, but if they don't, has you can to tell, be there. At, at the next celebration, Benioff and Weiss, like Ryan Johnson's going to come in and be like, Benioff and Weiss, look, I did a film that was so divisive. And they're going to be like, that's cute. We did a whole Hold my beer. Hold my Old beer. Republic with no Revan. Yeah. Yeah, people would flip shit because it would be the same thing as Last Jedi. The hype train for Last Jedi was great up until the first group of people went to see it. And then that's when everybody started flipping shit, not my Skywalker, everything else. The hype Mm -hmm. train for the first Benioff and Weiss movie as an Old Republic movie. Everybody's going to be like, finally! Oh my God, it looks great. It looks phenomenal, blah, blah, blah. And they could give us like the greatest, like, you know, the holy Bible of Star Wars movies. But they don't put Revan in the opening scene of that movie, and I guarantee you, hashtag not my not my Star Wars is going to come around. Not yeah. my old Republic. Yep. Yep. Mm. And if they don't handle Revan right, 
Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. You know, so if they do like well, one and film and then kill him off, holy shit! Can you imagine? And also, who's to say that Ryan Johnson won't have uh, reoccurring characters? At this point in time, we still don't know where Ezra and uh, Thrawn are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is very true. Um, well, that's, let's uh, just segue to the other piece of news is that uh, apparently they had the Disney did their shareholders meeting. And uh, although no footage has actually leaked, there has been some descriptions of some opening scenes and some scenes of what they saw uh, for episode nine. And the one that caught me the most was the description of the opening scene, which was uh, it takes place in a a hangar and there is a um, oh, a blockade runner mm-hmm. and a hangar. And the first thing I thought of was the opening scene to A New Hope. The Tanadive 4? Yeah. Uh, the 4, which was a blockade runner, which was being chased by a Star Destroyer and was brought into the hangar and was boarded by the Imperial forces. No, I... I... You're thinking the scene that they're describing is it's the Tan of Eve. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, if the opening scene of episode nine is a first order star destroyer chasing down a rebel blockade runner, the Tan of four, my little <laughs> nerd brain is just going to explode. Well, if well, they bring it full circle like that, well, it mine almost sense. exploded at the beginning of last Jedi. When you just hear the music after the crawl and then it yeah. pans down and you hear that. And you're like, oh, oh my god! Like just that alone. But if you throw that blockade runner in on top mm. of it, yeah, oh my god, oh yeah. Well, it makes sense because the Tanaviv was Bail Organa's personal ship, mm-hmm. so it's an Organa fam- Organa family heirloom, for lack of better term. And, and we know it's we know it survived. It's in resistance, right? So yeah. you, you know it. It made it. It made it through uh, the, 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 the downfall of the Republic. Mm-hmm. We know that it made it through Rogue One and Escape with the Plants. We know <clears throat> it made it through A New Hope. Mm-hmm. It got captured, but it wasn't destroyed. Yeah. So who's to say that Leia doesn't still own that ship? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... And that would be an interesting if that's where... Like the scene where where you find out that Leia is is gone, like they're taking Leia's body. You know. Oh my God! Like the like the Tanaviv is her coffin. Well, no, it's like, like like her escort home and her escort, you know, back to, you know, wherever. Um, you know, maybe she. You know, I was just thinking, maybe she finds out that her birth mother was from Naboo, so she's returning to Naboo. See. Honestly, I would almost see if they do a funeral for Leia, I almost see them going back to where Alderaan was and mm. and releasing her ashes where Alderaan was. Oh. That's that's almost what I see happening with Leia. I which kind, which kind of goes back to my question, do you think the Tanavi will be her coffin where they're going to set her uh derelict? No, I don't think they do that. No. I don't I don't see him doing that. Last yeah. piece of Alderaan with the last daughter of Alderaan? <coughs> Well, there are other Alderanians out there, though. Yeah, but no one as high profile as Leia. Right. Yeah, right, 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 right. You know. Um, 
the other thing they said was that you get we get our uh, they got their first look at Billy D. Williams returning as Lando. Um, to teach to teach uh, uh, Glover how it's done. That's <laughs> right. That's right. And um, just some, just some, just seeing like just some random scenes. It almost looks like they, like there was, it would just they just showed a few random scenes, almost like a precursor to what could be the trailer mm-hmm. when we finally get a trailer. Um, some behind the scenes of Leia, um, doing some backflips and running around with her lightsaber and just some random scenes, uh, some new characters and that's pretty much it. You know, did you say Leia doing backflips with a lightsaber? Yes. Yes. I'm at Ray. Ray. Okay. I was about to say, I missed that part and I was about like, I, you were about to, never mind. (laughs) I was, I was about, about to make a mess. (laughs) <laughs> he's about to make another kid that's what he's oh, about yeah. to do <laughs> babe come here I want that twin oh Jesus <laughs> it's not too late I'm about to increase I'm your bit of chlorine count I'm not sure that's how that works Brian that's exactly how it works John <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no I, I, I think all that's cool but I, I think right now the biggest thing I'm most excited for out of all the news is the return of Billy D. Williams? Like, mm. give me him sitting at the uh, the, the 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 executive uh, desk of Cloud City with a big award-winning Billy D. Williams smile on his face, with a deck of Sabacc cards in his in one hand and a Colt forty-five in the other. Give me That's Lando right. fucking Calrissian. He doesn't have Cloud City anymore. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Dude, have he doesn't you- have. He doesn't have Cloud City anymore. Uh, I'm reading, unless I haven't gotten that far in the uh, last shot yet. Yeah, he does. Uh, in Bloodline, they said he doesn't have it anymore. Okay. So he doesn't, yeah, it fucking sucks. Like, believe me, I wish to God he did. I wish to God he did, but right, yeah, well, he, you doesn't, know, you he doesn't. Know, he's, you know he's a, a conniving businessman. He, he'll have yeah. another venture somewhere. Yeah. Let him be sitting at a desk that award-winning Billy D. Williams smile because we know he can't move around that well, the actor, because yeah. of his age. So he, we don't need to have him moving around. Have him sitting at a desk as yeah. as a CEO of something with a deck of Sabacc cards in one hand and a Colt forty-five in the other, and just let him be Billy D. for ten minutes on screen. And I swear That's to right. God, I will consider it money well spent. That's cool. Hey, does it matter who? If he's got Cloud City or not, he is still the coolest man in the galaxy. That's it. <laughs> Cooler that, than the other not side that of the Glover guy. <laughs> yeah, not that other guy. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is Childish Gambino wearing a fucking Lando cape? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Although I did think it was funny in Solo, like when they were in his closet. So that's a lot of capes. <laughs> that cape she was wearing, though, the one she was trying on, is the one from Empire. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. one he was wearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he well, had an unhealthy collection of capes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it would almost be a sin if you don't have Billy D wearing a cape. That's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just for continuity purposes, you know, Lando's got to have a cape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're kind of oh. taking, taking over your show. <laughs> I, it's quite all right. It's quite all right. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up the news. So let's get right into our main topic for today. 
Uh, continuing our look at the women of Star Wars today, we are going to look at Ahsoka Tano from her first debut in the 2008 movie uh, animated movie Star Wars The Clone Wars mm-hmm. to her final <laughs> appearance in uh, the series finale of Rebels. Uh, Ahsoka has gone from being one of one of the most divisive characters, probably one of the most hated char- characters outside of Jar Jar, to probably one of the most beloved that is not in the original series uh, top three. I'd say she's probably top five, at least top ten of most popular characters right now. Um, and she's really, over the years, gone on a quite a ride as far as you know how she's perceived by the fandom. So let's just jump right into it and uh, start out by talking about, as usual kind of the initial thoughts of ahsoka brian uh oh my god okay so initial thoughts this is this might get brutal so buckle up uh when i found out that they were going to be doing an animated clone war series i about lost my my f in mind uh i was excited especially when they said that they were going to be showing the first couple episodes in theaters as like a film right Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh my god, yes, I get to go see Star Wars in theaters again. And that was the first Star Wars movie I went and saw in theaters. And like halfway through it, I was looking at my watch going, when is this over? I've got shit to do. Yeah. And and it was a lot of, a lot of it had to do Wait, wait, with... wait. Uh, not to interrupt you, but so yeah. I, I'm clear. Are you talking about the actual first season episodes or are you talking about the, the, the feature the film. film? The film. Okay. The film yeah. was actually the first. It was just a combination of some episodes. Yeah, that they put together to make a film. Yeah, um, and, and uh, Ahsoka had a lot to do with that. And, you know, when she first popped up, and, and you know, when she first walks off the cruise, you're just like, okay, cool. There's Obi Wan's new Padawan, whatever. And then you know, she starts calling Anakin Sky Guy, and I, as soon as Sky Guy left her fucking mouth, I was done. Like that was that right? That was DOA. Yeah. It was dead on arrival, dude. Like I hated her so because I was like, you can't give Anakin an apprentice. Because that's not in the movies, you know, because I was like fucking like 16 at the time, right? And I was pissed yeah. off because they, you can't give Darth Vader an apprentice before he was Darth <coughs> Vader because that's never mentioned anywhere else. And yeah. I was pissed off at it. And I didn't watch Clone Wars for a very long time because of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it wasn't until after I started the canon library that I went back and watched it again. And I hated Ahsoka. I hated her. She was, I mean, she was down there on the bottom with Jar Jar. Like really? it was that f it was that bad. I I, I couldn't stand her. That, I mean, those are just my initial thoughts. I could not stand her. I thought she was unnecessary. I thought it was just I, I just oh god the the dialogue was cringy. It was just oh god. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. I'm I'm right there with you. When I I I, I that was back during I was uh, still doing the uh, I had to be at the midnight release of everything Star Wars. So mm-hmm. 2008, when they announced a uh, animated uh, movie, first animated movie, at that point, I didn't even know they were talking about doing a TV show. I just knew animated Star Wars movie, and I thought it was weird to begin with because it was being released by uh, Warner Brothers instead of Fox. Yeah. You know? So right off the bat, I was like, animated movie and Warner Brothers. This doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. But okay, it's Star Wars. I'm going to go see it. And I'm... Right off the bat with Ahsoka Tano, like the the animation took a long time to to grow on me in that movie to begin with, and mm-hmm. the TV show. Um, 
it felt very much very much like uh you guys remember the Disney movie Hercules? Mm-hmm. That type of square jaw animation to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it took a while for it to grow on me, but then here comes Ahsoka Tano. What I accepted the fact that Ahsoka was was Anakin's apprentice. What I didn't accept was she was the typical 90s slash new millennial uh snarky bitch character. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh like like Brian said, like she's she's disrespectful to Anakin fucking Skywalker. Yeah. The chosen one of the fucking Jedi Order. A Jedi Knight, no less, in an order that believes in respect, especially for respect of those above you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I didn't buy that at all. <laughs> I, yeah, I hated her. Like she, when when I saw that movie, which you know was hot garbage to begin with, um, she ranked with L three three seven to me. Wow. Like I would have rather spent an hour and a half watching Jar Jar's family photos than then watch her on screen. Wow. This is Misa when I was fifteen years old. I was just <laughs> as clumsy as the back of then. But uh when yeah. the T V show came around and they started releasing the episodes, I still hated her. I hated how disrespectful she was. But then I started to see her grow. Yeah. In the in in the character. I, I started to see her mature under Anakin's tutelage and I saw a side of Anakin that you've never seen before being brought out by her. And mm-hmm. that's really where I started falling in love with the character. Now, it's kind of funny because she was a character I absolutely despised into a character I absolutely loved. And not to jump too far ahead of the conversation, but her ending I absolutely despised. Mm-hmm. I, will give yeah. an, I will give an unpopular opinion. Sure. I, don't think, I don't think the way they ended Ahsoka's story in Clone Wars was proper. I think mm. she should have died. Hmm. I think Anakin should have felt that loss rather than just her being blamed for a murder <coughs> she didn't commit and then when she's found innocent she just says I can't trust you guys anymore and walks away. Yeah. Wow. Well, that- it it did kind of mirror what Anakin ended up going through in episode 3 how was, because the trust was a big issue in episode 3. Yeah. With Anakin and the and the Jedi Order, and and I feel like that, you know, even in Episode Three, now that we know what happened, I feel like part of Anakin was like, you know, maybe Ahsoka was right about this. Maybe she knew what she was talking about. You know, you know what I mean? Like, she went down this path, and and maybe I understand more now why she walked away, mm-hmm. and that, you know, it made it a little easier for him to kind of turn over to the dark side because of because of her. Well, mm-hmm. if you if you go with that route, then you take a look at Rebels when they face each other, and Ahsoka. F- figures out that, you know, mm-hmm. Anakin is Vader, and they're having that epic battle. Anakin, which was glorious, by the wa- way. Which was oh. glorious, but I think the sight of Ahsoka would have told, and, and seeing that Ahsoka is still fighting against the Galactic Empire and against the evil oppression and everything else, mm-hmm. if that was really his mindset when he turned to the dark side, he would look at that and say, I fucked up. He didn't yeah. say that. Yeah. But he couldn't yeah. though, because we get to a, we, nobody could save Vader except Luke. Yeah. Like Ray couldn't. No, not Ray. Sorry, I'm I'm stuck on Ray right now. <laughs> Ahsoka, Ahsoka couldn't turn Anakin. You know, mm. she could get really, really close. You know, maybe it's like, 
you know, like I said, uh, you know, I think on an earlier podcast, because, you know, if Ahsoka ever met Luke and Luke's like, I turn, you know, Vader back to the light side and Ahsoka would be like, I loosened it for you, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, yeah. like that's, that's she, she found the chink in the armor. Yeah. And, and then Luke exploited it. Well, you know what? Yeah. In that epic, in that epic battle, I just thought of this, and it, it really should have been there. Dave Filoni, if you're listening, you fucked up. Um, if you're not going to turn Anakin, can you imagine one line being so powerful? Is as they're locked up and his fa- his his mask is half destroyed, and you're seeing Anakin's eye behind the mask and all that, right? Mm-hmm. If she turned around and said, "You know, it's not too late for you. I could save you," and if he turned around and just said, "I'm sorry, Snips." Oh, oh, and use oh use the the, the S word. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. sorry, Snips. If you would have popped that one line, oh my God, how tragic would that have been? Especially the the, the actual the way he used to say it to. I'm sorry, Snips. You know, like, yeah, it, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> okay, I just got a shiver. So. <laughs> was I that good? <laughs> oh God, I think I was that good. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you kind of, you've all kind of hit the nail on the, how the character grew. And I think for me, that's the, one of the advantages of her, her being a TV character is you, instead of just having two hours for a character to get from point A to point B, you had, what was it? Five seasons? Six. Uh, six. Six. Six if you count the lost missions. Yeah. Yeah. Seven and the one that's coming. Right. Yeah, and then the new one. But you've had you know six seasons plus Rebels to really get the character. And what I like is that even though the character matured, she was still the same Ahsoka. You still had the 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 same guts same of underlying the kind underlying of character. character that you had from the movie, but they just matured her. And brought her, like, it wasn't a completely different character, especially when you got to Rebels. It still wasn't a completely different character. Like, you could hear her talk, you could hear her tone, and it's like, that's Ahsoka. Yeah. But she had she had gotten older. She had matured. She had learned. She had, like I said, she 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 was, in it, she was a young woman now. She had mm. seen some shit. Let's be honest. She yes. Was, she was raised in the middle of a galactic war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's seen some shit that'll mature anybody yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're 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 right you know and, and and that's you know it goes back to you know her making anakin grow too because after you watch clone wars you watch episode three in a different light oh yeah definitely. seeing what anakin went through and, and whatnot you know what i mean and and i think that was pivotal to the character of anakin and what made him end up turning in, in the in the long run mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Well, and you can also get why, like it's never brought up that he had an had an apprentice because it was probably so her leaving was probably so traumatic for him that he just was like, I don't even want to remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't mention it, don't bring it up. And for the order, it was probably kind of the, you know, you almost get the idea that when someone leaves the order, they're persona non grata. Mm-hmm. In a sense, they're just kind of wiped from like, well, you know, you're no longer part of us. So, well, we're just going to, you know, or, you know, yeah, you're you're out. Yep. You're out. Yeah. Well, as much as much as it explains Anakin, like for majority of episode three, I think it really explains Anakin's Anakin snapping on Padme 
on Mustafar mm-hmm. when she was telling him that you know you're going down a path I can't follow. To him, it's like all of a sudden it's like everybody I love leaves me. Yeah. Yes. You're leaving. Yeah. Me everyone too. I care for. Yeah. You know. So, well, let's talk. I mean, was it was it a smart idea for the Jedi Council to give Anakin a Padawan anyway? Well, Yoda Yoda said in the film that it was a lesson for Anakin. Yeah. And, it, and it's almost like Yoda knew what was going to end up happening because Anakin had this problem with attachment. And he mm-hmm. had it from the beginning with his mother, you know, and with Qui-Gon and, and, and even with Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? And, and, and that was part of the reason his attachment is end up, ended up being his downfall. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with, with uh, uh, his mother, you know, that was the, kind of the first time he started touching on the dark side and whatnot. But um, yeah. uh, it was a lesson for Anakin. And it, like Yoda said, he had to learn how to let go when it was time. You know, yeah. it was it was I don't think I don't think Yoda was expecting her to walk away from the order. But I think it was the lesson that he was hoping uh, Annika would learn is sooner or later. In the long Padawan run. will become a knight. Right. Yes. And will no longer yeah. be your student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what it was from the get go. It was a lesson in, you know, uh, training yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Mm. You know, so that I think that's all it was. Balls to bone. Yeah. Uh, well, we are going to take a little bit of a break here, uh, take a little bit of a commercial break, and uh, we will be back in just a few minutes. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it, we can overthink it. Think Think to to the the Brink. Brink. Available on all podcast platforms. Well, someone's got to say it. It had to be said with Venus to the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time to get the recordings at any time. Let's chose with Listener, beware. Mature content. Federal content. Trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are the go-to store. Come by and say hello. And say that the guys from RadioCast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Hey everyone, this is John Tolley. I invite you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host, Christopher Stolle, discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest franchise movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever 
fine podcast are heard. Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm here the Realm of the Mist podcast. Realm of the podcast, we talk about all the great things from movies, music, books, comic books, and many, many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, and just general having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast. Here, anchor.fm fine podcasts can be heard. Three eyed turtle? Is that alright? <laughs> a fucking a three eyed turtle. Who wants a mustard? Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for after hours where everything is funny to least to us on anchor.fm and where quality podcasts. How the fuck did we get on this? <laughs> I don't know. The FCC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. And we are back, continuing our look at Ahsoka Tano. And when we left off, we were talking about her her growth and her maturity through the years and um, just her as... Anakin's uh, apprentice and how her leaving affected Anakin so much. Um, so, what are some of your favorite, like, looking back, what are some of your favorite Ahsoka moments? Uh, for me, actually, you know, and, and keep in mind that as somebody who keeps up on all the, the canon stuff, uh, E.K. Johnston wrote a novel called Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And it followed her after what season seven is going to be in Clone Wars. This is, you know, a year after episode three. Um, it picks up with Ahsoka and, and, and the life she's living. And it's it's basically her going from place to place. She can't stay in one place for too long. And she gets she can't help but be attached to some of these people, make friendships, and then just has to up and disappear and, and go somewhere else when somebody starts to catch on of who she is. Right. She's yeah. running from Order 66. Right. And and that aspect of her, you know, it even says in the novel at one point that she was reaching out in the force trying to find Obi-Wan and Anakin and couldn't find them, couldn't mm. feel them anymore. Uh, mm. You know, that's that's a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, but, but mainly just some of, was, some of my favorite moments are actually in the novel of of Ahsoka, <clears throat> you know, and, and it's yeah. basically some of the revelations where she's talking about how she's tried to reach out and find to find obi-wan and anakin and can't find them at all you know and, and that's how she knows that the jedi order really is truly gone yeah you know and then some of the writing there was absolutely great but some of those moments are absolutely phenomenal yeah that's definitely one i'm gonna have to uh pick up i still i have not actually read a lot of the new canon um so i'm definitely gonna have to do a lot of catching up with that so i'm reading um, queen shadow right now i wish i had read it before we talked before uh, you guys talked about padme oh yeah uh, yeah i thought about that today yeah, um, for me, I, I always that their Anakin and Ahsoka's dynamic together was very good, and I, I think a lot of that comes down to obviously the two voice actors, uh, Matt Lanter and uh, Ashley Eckstein. Um, you could tell that they just had a good chemistry together, and that showed in, you know. 
uh, on screen. Uh, even though it was animated, you could tell that those two had a really good chemistry together and really worked well together. And just seeing them together, their their banter, and you know how by the end of it, they had such a they did have such a close bond. Correct me if I'm wrong. They are returning for season seven, aren't they? Yes, yes the both of them are. Yes, yeah. they are. Re- they are uh, reprising their roles. Excellent. I am interested too to see how Ahsoka coming back is going to affect Anakin in season seven. I don't think they. I don't think they interact with each other. I don't. I don't think. How do they you? did in the they did in the trailer? Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, they did yeah. In the trailer. It's been so long since I've seen the trailer. I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, because that was the big holy crap moment yeah. of the trailer. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was the one where the panel, where everyone at that panel went, just went completely bonkers. Well, I, I still stand by what I say, though, is like, okay, they they don't interact much. It, you gotta, yeah. you gotta limit it. You know. Well, you, it's you, only you gotta, like how many episodes are we getting? Was it thirteen? Something thirteen. Like 13 so yeah. But you, you got to limit it. It's got to be something that's like, you know, opening the, the wound, reopening mm, the wound yeah. for Anakin, but not enough to to change the course of, of history, if you will. So but reopening that wound gets him closer to being angry in episode three. That's true. True. But remember where we see Anakin in episode three in the beginning part of it. Where he was in a pretty good place. Yeah, he was in a pretty good place. Him and uh, him and Obi-Wan's. Uh, uh, mindsets were really strong, and of course, him and Padme were as strong in love as they could possibly be because love had blinded them. Love um, blinded them, yeah. But you you can't have him go too dark in season seven because it would contradict the beginning of episode three. Mm. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, well, here's an interesting question you just brought up, and I think I might have asked this before, but I'll ask it again. Did Ahsoka know about Padme? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm almost positive. Never anywhere does it explicitly say she knew, but she freaking knew. Like if you oh, look yeah. at if you look at some of the Forces of Destiny episodes, which believe it or not are <coughs> canon, and you know you, she sees Anakin and, and Padme together in certain scenes, and she turns around and, and chooses to ignore it. And even at the end of season six, when she leaves the Order. Anakin says, I understand more than you know about wanting to walk away from the order. And she just turns around and says, I know that 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 is it. That is the moment that Anakin realizes she knows. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, no, absolutely. She totally knew about Padme. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if we're going to get into it, I think there's a lot of people that knew about Padme. Mm -hmm. I think Obi-Wan knew. Obi-Wan had his suspicions. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't and fully I think know Yoda until had she was suspicions too. Oh, Yoda knew. Yoda, Yoda knew. Yeah, Yoda always um, knew. Yeah. Well, even look, I'm reading Queen Shadow right now, and there was uh, a scene. Was it Queen Shadow? I think it was. No, it wasn't. It was one of the comics. Which comic was it? There's a comic that just came out. It was the Padme one shot. The the uh, Age of uh, Republic Padme issue. Uh, that issue has Anakin in it, and they have a moment together, and one of her handmaidens walks in. And she even says, you know, hey, they uh, they can be discreet. Don't worry about it. And they all the handmaidens knew. Yeah. You know, well, and, yeah, and, I think there's no no doubt. I mean, yeah, that her inner kind of inner 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 circle. Right. Of course, knew. of course, three PO and R two knew. 
I think yeah. R2 did. I, I'm not sure 3PO did. He did. He you didn't. Think? He didn't after his mind was wiped. <clears throat> well, that's true. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as Obi Wan goes, I know it's not canon anymore. But I, I hope to God that they end up retconning it and making it canon. Uh, there was a scene in the novelization for Reve- uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith where Obi Wan is talking to Padme, and he's telling her, and this is before Anakin even goes to the dark side. He's telling Padme that he's known all the you know these couple years that that they were a thing. And he never said anything because he knew it made Anakin happy. Mm. And he never said he didn't want to take that away from him because yeah. he loved he loved Anakin so much as a brother. He didn't want to do that to him. And yeah. he, he saw that it really wasn't hurting anything. And if anything, it was encouraging Anakin. It gave him something to actually fight for, you know. Yeah. So I agree. That's with you, not but they that can't seems do not it. canon anymore. But it, I wish to God it was. I, I agree with you because it was a beautiful scene. I had read that it book. Was. I love the book. That's why I'm so mad that it's yeah. not canon. But yeah. it, it would con- if they put that scene now, it would contradict episode three. And you can't do that. The only thing you could do is maybe change it around a little bit. Like, I know you two have feelings for each other. And How would it contradict un- three? If he already knows that they're together because he doesn't have it fully confirmed until he's telling her about him turning to the dark side and he turns around and he says Anakin is the father isn't he no he knew he, he suspected. knew dude. he suspected he never fully knew oh my god he knew he had to have known nah, nah, he, the, the way he, he knew that they were that, so close throughout he, all of the Clone Wars you're trying to tell me that Obi-Wan never at any point he obviously suspected he, oh, he, he knew Anakin loved her he knew that yeah. she loved Anakin he knew that they... He knew that in episode two. Yeah, he knew that yeah. they would never, like, not be to, uh, be together in the sense right. of, like, you know, they you can never separate the two. Yeah. But whether or not they got married and had children, no. Anakin, or Obi-Wan did not know until he went searching down the ways to finding Anakin. Mm-hmm. That's when he had it full in his face that Anakin's the father, isn't he? Well, but... Roundabout way, I'm convinced Pat uh, that uh, Ahsoka knew. Oh yeah, yeah, Ahsoka knew. Yeah, she she yeah. knew balls to bone from the get go. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, is Ahsoka loved Anakin at, arguably as much as as uh, Padme did. Obviously, yeah. in a different way, but right when yeah. you love somebody that much, especially when it comes to you know, I know I'm probably gonna get blasted for like oh the differences of sexes. <laughs> But especially when you're female, when you love somebody that much, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. everything. Guys can be oblivious. Girls, uh-uh. Yeah, it'll hit a guy all of a sudden just out of nowhere. After the girl's gone, it'll be like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's, it's for guys, it's it's really weird. But I think, and I think Anakin, I don't think Anakin realized how close him and Snips were. I just called her Snips. I don't think he realized how close <laughs> they were until after she was gone. Yeah. You well, know? I mean... Would you consider, like, you see the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan as being very much a brotherly relationship. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see that the same with Ahsoka and Anakin, where uh, where at the end she kind of saw him as a big brother, or was it more of the traditional, you are my master, I you know respect you as my master, uh, or was it like, how do you see that relationship? Look, before the Clone Wars started, with Master and Padawan, I feel like that it was a mentor-apprentice kind of relationship. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. 
And then once the Clone Wars started, all these masters that had apprentices, they were going into war together. They were going into battles together. They were, you, you know what I mean? They had each other's backs <coughs> on a more personal kind of level, you know? And, and as somebody who's, you know, been to war, I can tell you, you, you form bonds with the guys around you, yeah. you know, to the point where they're your brothers. Yeah. And you almost it came to a point where the masters almost had to befriend their apprentices instead of just being the mentor role, you know, to to yeah. to kind of get through everything. So I think with Ahsoka and Anakin, she I think because that they met during war and then they parted ways during war, I think those two had a seriously strong bond of watching each other's backs, you know, especially after that film ended, because in the very was it during the film? Or was it, I think it was during the film when they started playing back and forth about race you to the top master and they're trying to get up the cliffside together. You know, it, it was kind of became this like playful back and forth friendship kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, definitely. I would, I would go some, some, so much further because like, uh, like you look at somebody like Shakti and Bar- uh, Barasso Fee or, mm-hmm. or Luminar- Luminari and, and uh, uh, Barasso Fee. You know, and the tragedy of Barras turning to the dark side and and, mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature, mm-hmm. like that was that was like sisterhood and brotherhood. I would almost argue that Anakin and Ahsoka was all, Anakin was almost a father figure to her. Like I think it even went be, went beyond fatherhood or uh, brotherhood. I think she really looked yeah. at him as like the man in his life or in her life. Yeah, and right, in turn, yeah. I think the way Anakin treated Ahsoka would have shown what Anakin would have done for Luke and Leia had he not turned to the dark side. Which is a conversation I'd love to see between Ahsoka and Luke. Yeah. Because if, <laughs> yeah. if she had because if she had that kind of relationship with Anakin, the kind of father daughter thing, and Luke never got that relationship with him, mm. those two having that conversation together, talking about Anakin and, you know, talking about how he was redeemed at the end and all this stuff. That is a conversation that I have to see somewhere. Oh. In a novel, or yeah, I, I don't just, necessarily want it in a comic, but I think in a novel it'd be perfect. I just had this thought of at the end of you know them you know meeting and Luke calling her Aunt Ahsoka. Aunt Ahsoka. Well, I don't know why that just popped in my head. Like that kind of like okay, you were you know my my grandfather's you know Padawan, so in a roundabout way, you're almost like my aunt. Talking about Kylo? No, uh, Luke. They would almost be brother and sister then. Yeah, they yeah. Would be. But I, I could still see the ant yeah. thing because you, you know, Ahsoka's not a, actually related to the Skywalkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So even though she, well, she looks like a, she's, uh, you know, Anakin was a father figure to Ahsoka, the closeness would be like, you and I are not brothers, but my children would call you Uncle Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Type, type scenario. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing, and you kind of mentioned this, that you get to see with with Ahsoka and Anakin is, uh, like, when we were first introduced to the Padawan-Master relationship is in Episode 1 with um, uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, and at that point, we get it near the end, you know, um, Obi-Wan is, you know, making the steps to become a knight to break away. Mm-hmm. And it, again, in episode two, we kind of get at the same point, kind of in the middle. And then by episode three, obviously, Anakin's already moved on. He's no longer Padawan. He's now a full-on knight. And with Clone Wars, you get it from the very beginning. You get, you know, Ahsoka becoming a Padawan and then kind of 
all the way through. You kind of see that journey of, <clears throat> you know, how that how that relationship builds and mm-hmm. kind of like that. So I thought that was really interesting to see that that dynamic from the very beginning. I... And sorry, go ahead. Oh, you no, know, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, the, the, the overall of, uh, if we're talking about the overall, the character of Ahsoka Tano, if there's a takeaway that I ever take from from the character, uh, particularly within Clone Wars, <coughs> you know, because obviously she travels beyond Clone Wars. She travels beyond yeah. Rebels. We don't know how far her character goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? She, she's t- by now, she could still be out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in current storyline, she could still be alive and out there somewhere. Yeah, as it stands. Um, but speaking from the Clone Wars, like if I took away anything of her character, it's the tragedy of loving loving too much. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or being too loyal. Yeah, because she was always loyal to Anakin to a fault. Yes. Pretty much the same as Ahsoka. Like everybody loved this chud. You know, everybody mm-hmm. loved this Chud, and he screwed everybody over. You know, Obi Wan loved Anakin. Uh, Padme loved Anakin. Ahsoka loved Anakin. Look what he did to all three of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but Ahsoka, I, I think the Ahsoka is the the epitome of trying to hold on to that innocence in an ugliness, mm-hmm. and she really is a tragedy. In the sense of like everything that she has had to face and lose because of the selfishness of others. Mm. But yet still persevered. Because you think about yes. it, she was broken from the uh, from the Jedi Order. <coughs> she was yeah. broken from them not believing in her anymore. That was her world. You know, yeah. and then having to leave Anakin. That was her world. But yet she still found it in herself to become Fulcrum. Yeah. You know, yes. she still found it in herself to fight the good fight, no matter how, you know, torn down and broken she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, if, if anything, if anything, she shows that you could always persevere. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, she knew by the time you get to Rebels and we'll we'll start touching <laughs> on Rebels now. Um, she knew like for me that the line that really epitomized Ahsoka for me in Rebels was the line when she's fighting Vader and says and Vader makes the line of um that revenge is not the Jedi way and she says, I'm no Jedi. Yeah. I mean that was her like at that point in the team. she was no Jedi. That was a bone chilling line too. Oh. And when she ignites those two white lightsabers. Oh, I was oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus, no. Well, like, did you get you guys towels? Yeah, probably. Look, I, <laughs> I I said earlier how much I hated the character Ahsoka at the beginning, and and she grew into a character that I absolutely adore. You know, yeah. uh, and I've said it several times. I named one of my cats after Ahsoka. You know, uh, and it, it's it, it's a character that. I was really pleasantly surprised to see pop up in Rebels. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. And then when we built up to that season finale of two, of season two, whenever, you know, it went down, I yeah. remember that night 
watching that episode and just like jaw dropped. I, I, I was on the verge of tears, you know, especially yes. whenever, you know, you hear Vader kind of that Ahsoka and she, you know, the look on her face when her eyes go wide and she realizes it really was Anakin. Yeah. And, and yeah, no, that was absolutely beautifully and done. What beautifully I loved about done. that was the, how they did the, uh, with the voice acting, how they combined, uh, Matt Lanter, the original voice of Anakin and Clone Wars, with, with James, James Earl Jones, Earl Jones mm-hmm. over the top, and layered those together. It's just like, ooh, yeah, that was just chilling. That yeah, right there. it was, it was absolutely. And then you know, even when she says, "I won't leave you this time," and he stands there and thinks about it for a second. That's you know, where that's where it, I would have put then the gives line. That line. Then you will die. Yeah. See, I, I like, oh, see, that's where I would that's where I would have snuck that line, and I talked about earlier. Right at that moment, yeah. like, I won't leave you. And him going, I'm sorry, Snips. Yeah. Or, it's too late for me, Snips. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That yeah. that would have that would have sealed the deal for me. Like, yeah. I, as, yeah. as powerful as that scene was, and I don't want to take away from that scene, but mm-hmm. to really put that personal touch into... that, I, I hated the nickname Snips, but it was the yeah. nickname he had for her. If he would have popped that out and really gave (laughs) this is Anakin in the suit to her. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Plus for for Anakin himself to have that moment of regret. He may not have turned, but just to have that moment of regret would have been something powerful. Yeah. I think what's going to be powerful is if, like like you said, if there's a moment with Luke and and, and Ahsoka where Ahsoka finds out that and that Vader turned back, that Anakin returned, mm-hmm. that is going to be a very powerful moment for for I think for that character to find that out that you know that there was her master was still in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that he returned, even for, if just for a brief moment. That'd be something. Yeah. I want. Yeah. I want to see that in a novel so bad. Yes, I really, really do. Like, I mean, I'll I'll take it in any form other than comic. That deserves more than a comic. Um, yeah. But you give it to me in a in a novel written by Claudia Gray. Oh man. Oh my God. You want to talk about bone chilling? She could write that so beautifully. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. Oh my God! Well, it does, I, I, I'd kill. It does raise a question, though. Does Ahsoka hmm. even know about Luke and Leia? She has to. I mean, and and even at the end of Rebels, I'm honestly surprised at the end of Rebels when Ahsoka's standing there with the robe on and she's got the staff. I'm honestly shocked Luke didn't walk up next to her and put his hand on her shoulder. And yeah. like, had he done that, I would have completely just mangasmed everywhere. And <laughs> and but I think. With them being the only two forces <coughs> in the galaxy at that point that we know of, yeah, they've got to cross paths at some point. If Ahsoka yeah. was there after the Battle of Endor and she knew about everything that went down in the Battle of Endor, yeah, she had to have come across Luke at some point. She mm-hmm. had to have. Luke had to have known about Ahsoka. Yeah. No, I'm meaning I'm meaning before the 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 ending of Rebels that takes place after the Battle of Endor. I'm meaning like while Obi-Wan was overlooking Luke until Luke became part of the Rebel Alliance and blowing up the Death Star. Somewhere in that line, do you think Ahsoka ever knew that no. Padme had given birth? No. no, I don't think so. Because she tried reaching out for Obi-Wan and Anakin and couldn't feel either of them either. 
you know, and and even though Obi Wan was still alive, she never yeah. knew Obi Wan still alive until you know she come back yeah. after, you know what happened after the weird kind of okay. returning to the season two finale. We see how it actually happened then after she came back to find Ezra, and you know he was gone. I think at that point's when he found out, or when she found out that Obi Wan was still alive at one point. Right, but now the question is, how does she find out that Luke and later on Leia is Anakin's offspring? If she met Luke, they talked about it. If if, if she yeah. met Luke after the Battle of Endor, then you know if if they're sitting there talking about you know Anakin can be or Luke could be like, where'd you? Who was your master? Well, my master was Anakin Skywalker. Oh, uh, that was my father. Oh, you're kidding me. Like you know, like that would be. Hey, I knew a I knew a uh, Jedi a knight Sky- named Skywalker. Yeah, he was my master. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly how most going to see that conversation going. Mm-hmm. Is like, wait a minute, you're named Skywalker. Wait a minute, I've got a holocron. I got to show you. Hang on a second, I got it around here somewhere. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I got an idea. Let's go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it over a cup of blue milk. <laughs> I had to give the stuff up. It's green for me now. Oh, <laughs> you pansy! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch that's the old like, Jedi. That's like non-alcoholic on. beer. Who the hell came up with that? I don't. Know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> still my all-time all favorite. Right. Still my all-time favorite meme though is showing the uh, the the uh, George Clooney Batman with the bat nipples, and yes. uh, <laughs> Last Jedi Luke comes up and milks him. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I could have went the rest of my life knowing that didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so beautiful that it does. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Well, on that wonderful note, we are going to wrap things up here tonight. And uh, remember, if you liked this show, remember to like and subscribe to Realm of the Mist. Check us out on all our platforms, especially on Anchor FM. Uh, also, remember to support us. Uh, we could definitely use the money as we're trying to grow this as to be as big as it possibly can be. That did not sound good, but anyway. <laughs> keep stroking it. Uh, keep stroking it. Uh, remember to, uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star review. And just, uh, you can check me out at John Mark Tolly one on Twitter because I am, of course, the number one John Mark Tolly on Twitter. And on Facebook at Mark Tolly, and on Instagram at Mark Tolly. Also, um, uh, Brian, where can people find you on the interwebs? You guys can find me on Pornhub.com/slash Star Wars Canon Library. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you guys can find me on YouTube uh, at the uh, Star Wars Canon Podcast, uh, and at pretty much any of the shows right here on Realm of the Mist. Uh, Chris, I'm sorry. I'm looking up Star Wars Canon Library on YouPorn right now. <laughs> You can find me anywhere. There's uh, Realm of the Mist Entertainment uh, right here for a Realm of the Mist podcast. War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. And, of course, tomorrow night for It Had to Be Said with Venus as we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff that's probably going to make a sailor blush. Uh, also, you can check out all the great uh, Let's Plays from Press A Gaming. Show some support on Anchor.fm as well as our Patreon page. I promise I'll make it worth your while as that is where we will start releasing our after-hour show, our complete comedy show where we talk about Three-Eyed Turtles. That's right. (laughs) Fucking FCC. Fucking FCC. They started it. (laughs) 
well, uh, you can join us next week right here as we will continue our look at the women of Star Wars with Hera. Oh, I, I imagine you're going to be on next week, huh, huh Bri? <laughs> I have a dog named Hera. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> you got plenty to say on that one. Uh, all right. Until next time, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>